today on the Sales Life Podcast. But he writes as a few weeks passed, he realized, man, the chicks aren't digging me. And I'm going on fewer dates. And it seems like they've lost interest. And they were out mud riding with the other boys. And Matthew McConaughey realized, oh my God, I lost my truck. I lost my effort. I lost the hustle. I lost the mud rides, the megaphone. I'd lost the fun. Because I was too busy leaning. Hi, this is Rich Falar. You're listening to The Sales Life. All right, TSL, let's get it. Welcome back or welcome to another edition of The Sales Life. And The Sales Life is just not for those in the sales profession. It's for those who are building the life skills of selling. These are skills, man. These aren't talents. And so to be an effective sales lifer, you need your vitamin Cs. And the supplements, man, that you're going to take is communication, connection, curiosity, creativity, consistency, continuous learning, coachability, and being able to handle the criticism. See, you need all those skills, skills that we learn in that profession and apply those to your personal life as well. Because I say sales is life, life is sales. Ta-da! That's why we call it the sales life. I'm so happy that you're back here with me. If this is your 593rd time of being back here, thank you for keeping coming back. And if this is your first time here, well, welcome aboard. You got 592 other episodes that you can jump in and out. Also, if you find value in today's episode or previous episodes, if you would share it with others. The only way, man, that I can grow the sales life is with you. I can't do it otherwise. And so if you take a few minutes, man, to in your favorite podcast app, just to forward that to someone else and say, hey, man, this is for you. Or even post it on your socials, man. I'd be super appreciative of it. Also, if you would leave a rating, that's the stars, man. The stars count. And so if you would, if you don't have a lot of time, man, if you could leave some stars on the uh, in your podcast app, uh, iTunes has that, uh, then I certainly would appreciate that. And if you have a few minutes, man, that you could share your thoughts of what the sales life means to you or your takeaways, or why do you even listen to the sales life? That would definitely help because there are now over a million podcasts out there. And the only way, man, that we can get through millions of those is with your words, literally your words. See, here's what's interesting. It starts with your words. And I just help support those words because they won't hear my words until they see your review and your feedback. That's why everybody, every business, man, chases reviews, right? We chase reviews because when other people don't know anything about you, the only way to know anything about you is the reviews. That's why it's so important. The reviews, yes, there's a little bit ego involved, and it's nice to hear your feedback on that. I ain't gonna lie. But the reviews are more important, man, to help grow the show. And so I need your help. And yes, I stress that often. 
because that is the only way, man, we're going to get to a top 100 podcast in the world. That's the goal. Top 100 podcast in the world. Because I totally believe the sales life is a message that young and old, beat down and riding high, they need to hear these episodes, some form or fashion of this episode. And it's funny, man. Sometimes what I'll do is, is, is I'll create an episode and it means something differently than someone else's perception that I get back. And so someone will send me a message and say, dude, I got this out of the episode. And I'm like, that's weird because that's not even why I even created that episode. But see, you understand that that was my perspective and how you interpret things. And depending on what season you are in life, that's how you're going to interpret it as well. Now, we started something that we're going to be more consistent on also on Tuesdays. The podcast comes out on Tuesday, um, but also on YouTube, Periscope, and Facebook Live. Uh, we're going to do live episodes. And the episodes are going to be a little bit different. I'm not going to record as it stands right now. It's subject to change, of course. But as it stands now, man, I'm going to do the, the, uh, the live videos separate from the podcast. Because there are things that I like to say on the podcast that I don't really say in the video itself. Because a lot of times, man, people are just, they're on the go. They just want to get bite-sized um, information. And the podcast is more so intimate when you're running, when you're driving, uh, when you're working in between customers, when you just need to prime your mind, man. That's why, you know, there are some videos I like to watch, but I am more of a podcast cerebral kind of guy because I like to get out there on the road and um, I like the longer form of podcasts. But I don't want to wrap this thing up into two hour episodes either. It's just not my bag um, right now. Again, subject to change as, as time goes on. Um, so future episodes that are coming out, man, that um, I'm super excited about. Subject to change. <laughs> Mark Hunter um, will be on uh, A Mind for Sales, one of my, one of my favorite books. Um, he'll be uh, coming up in the future. Also, Heather Monahan is, uh, is coming on in the near future as well. And uh, so we have those a uh, couple of those guests and got some other guests that are lined up, but just not quite formulated yet. So I'm not ready to announce uh, those. So we just got to we just got to keep um, we, we just got to keep working on that. Now, here's the thing, too. And, and now that I'm saying that for me to be able to get on high power guests, you know, the first thing they're going to go back to the ratings. The reviews, because see, they have to know that it's worth their time. They don't know Marsh Bice. They don't know the sales life. And so the first thing they're going to do is how many episodes does he have? Well, I got that in the bag, 600. But they're also going to look at the ratings and reviews. That's why your rating and your review is so important. Because for me to be able to attract bigger guests, and not just hear from me every week. Then I got to have your words. I got to have your thumbs. Because my initial goal, subject to change, of course, <laughs> is to you know come out with a podcast every week. And once a month, have someone else come on here. Um, 
that is not my voice and have them in their own words. And, you know, that's, that's where I see things going right now. It'd be nice that we go, you know, as time goes on, as the sales life evolves and it's had many, many iterations and you're going to have many, many iterations in your life, which is no reason to not start taking off a, let's get off the feeder road real quick on that. You have to start, man. There are so many times, a lot of times you're going to, you're going to formulate these plans on how you think something needs to go. And because you don't think it can go in that direction right now, you don't start. Case in point, I didn't, I didn't for years, man, I didn't start the podcast because I thought I had to have intro, outro music, uh, a special announcer. I had to have these high power, high profile guests and that's, and then, you know, long form podcast, two hours long, blah, blah, blah. And so I never got started until the anchor app came out, which is owned by Spotify. And they only gave you five minutes, but you could create your own podcast and they would produce it for you. No problem. Free of charge. Hey, if it's free, it's me. So that's how I started. And so those of you who have rocked with me for many, many years, man, you've seen so many iterations of the podcast. Um, So many stops and starts. I've had those. I've never stopped doing the podcast, but sometimes the frequency I've altered. There were times where I did one a day and those were the five minute episodes. Then I tried an iteration where I did it for, um, I would release on Sundays, I would release all seven podcasts at once. They were each like 10, 15 minutes long. And so that way you could pick and choose what you wanted to listen to. And then we've gone back to one a day. We've gone back to three times a, a week. We've gone to twice a week. We, we've gone all over the place. The beautiful thing about the creative side of your life, man, is you get to do it how you want to do it. And you get to keep tweaking and evolving. But it, you you got to start to evolve. If you don't start, dude, you're never going to evolve. So whatever perfect looks like to you is going to be the end result is not going to be anywhere close to what you imagined. It's actually going to be better. Talk to anyone who's super successful and they will uh, admit to that. So if you would, man, join me um, on the, uh, just connect with me, man, on all the socials at at, um, The Real Sales Life is the uh, podcast channel on Instagram. And then on all the socials, it's Marsh Bice, uh, just my name. And you'll be able to see that. Uh, It's The Marsh Bice um, on Snapchat. And those are 10 minutes, snap, um, 10 second snaps, man. Uh, you know, usually 20 seconds. I dude, I'll be in the middle of a deal and just pop in a snap real quick. But there are so many things that I want to say during the day, uh, but just don't have the formality to be able to do it. And so the Snapchat, uh, gives me a way to do that. So Snapchat is just not for youngsters It's not just for those for, um, you know, just, I don't know, trashy is <laughs> none of that, man. You know, you can actually, all these different tools, social media tools that we have out there, they can actually be used for good too. Um, and so, and again, that's iterations as well. Um, so enough about that. Let's rock on with uh, today's episode, episode 593, uh, almost to 600, man. I can't believe it. And um, dude, let me tell you something. You know, it's a good book. When you're listening to it on audiobook, and within minutes of starting to listen to it, you end up buying the physical copy. <laughs> I mean, dude, immediately I went to Amazon Prime and bought Matthew McConaughey's new book, Green Lights. 
and I've always been a fan of Matthew McConaughey. I just I like his I like his his swag, man. I like his soulful style. He's got a he's got a deep um he's got a deep soul to him and just gravitated to him. I, I remember I think it was an Academy Award for Dallas Buyers Club, one of my favorite and I, we did a podcast episode on that. And um, you know, just to paraphrase the when he his in his acceptance speech, um he said, someone asked him, an older guy, when he was growing up, you know, who do you, who do you want to be? And, or, you know, who are you chasing? I'm just going to paraphrase it because I don't remember it exactly. And he was always chasing the guy that was a few years or his, his self who is five years down the road. And he said, basically, you got to always have someone to chase. Um, and I think that's so important in life, which maybe I need to come back with that with that episode and, and kind of riff off of that again, because it is a super powerful thing. So, you know, in the acceptance speech, I just, I loved him even more, man. But this, um, this book, man, is, is phenomenal. I'm, I'm not even, I'm probably 20% into the book. Um, and, you know, just to give you a side note on the story, man, you know, as you read the book, he tells you about his dad giving mouth to mouth to their pet rooster named Lucky. It's an incredible story. It's a fun story, man. And he's the one doing the narration, which makes it even more fun um, because it's it's from his own. You you feel his own emotions. So the name of his new book, man, is called Greenlight. And I'm sure you're asking, just like I did, why the title Greenlights? Well, think about Greenlights when it comes to traffic and the flow of traffic. And you ever catch the, I, I remember I lived next door growing up, man. I lived um, next door to a, uh, an ethicist and, you know, at all times of the night he would have to go. And one day I think they had a big old front yard. So I would play front uh, football in the front yard, in their front yard, because I had trees in mine and I didn't want to smack a tree. But I was talking to him one day and I don't even know what the conversation was even about, but I remember him telling me. He had timed it where he could time the lights as he went through town. I'm from Ruston, Louisiana, so it was a very small town. College town, Louisiana Tech. Grambling's like three miles away. Um, and it was uh, – so he could time the lights, and so he could go to the – get to the hospital, Lincoln Memorial Hospital. He could get there um, without having to stop because he would – catch the green lights. He would sync it all up. And that's what green lights are in the flow of traffic. And if you, if you catch it right, man, you can, you can catch a series of these green lights. And so it's an analogy for McConaughey in life. And he writes that green lights are approvals, support, promises, gifts. It's the gas on the fire. It's the attaboys, the appetites, cash, money. Birth, springtime, health, success, joy, sustainability, and fresh starts. And we love green lights. But green lights can be disguised as yellow and red lights too. And those lights are cautions, detours, thoughtful pause, interruption, disagreement, indigestion, sickness, pain. Full stops, jackknives, interventions, failure, suffering, slap in the face, 
and even death. We don't like yellow lights. They're hard. But he writes, they give us what we need. And he said, catching green lights is about skill. It's about intent. It's about context, consideration. It's about endurance, anticipation, resilience, speed, and also discipline. And we can catch more green lights by simply identifying where the red lights are in our life and change course to have fewer of those red lights. We can also earn more green lights through force of will, through hard work, and the choices that we make. In McConaughey's senior year of high school, dude, he was on top of the world. He was the best of the best, man. He had straight A's. He was great in golf. Voted most handsome. And if you're voted most handsome, you also get your pick of the girls, too. McConaughey's words, I was chasing, chasing green lights. I was the guy who chased the girls. I was the guy where most of the boys went to the party. I was the party. I danced at the party. And I always made it to the front row of the concerts, no matter how late I made it. Quote, I gave effort. I was the fun guy. And I, bar I, bar I barked out the compliments with the megaphone. And I took the girls mud riding every day after school. And one day McConaughey was riding by a Nissan dealership. And right out in front of that dealership was a red 300ZX with T-tops. And McConaughey's imagination took off. And he started thinking, oh my God. What would my life be like with that? And he ended up trading in his truck, the old mud rider. And he bought that red T-top 300ZX. That car was his baby. Every Sunday, man, he was out there washing and waxing it for the week. And when he went to school, he parked in the third parking lot so as to not get it damaged way away from everybody else. And he would get there early and lean on the car, and when, it was, when school was out, he would get out and lean on the car. He wanted everybody to notice him in the third parking lot. But he writes, as a few weeks passed, he realized, man, the chicks aren't digging me. And... I'm going on fewer dates. And it seems like they've lost interest. And they were out mud riding with the other boys. And Matthew McConaughey realized, oh my God, I lost my truck. I lost my effort. I lost the hustle. I lost the mud rides, the megaphone. I'd lost the fun because I was too busy 
leaning. I'd gotten lazy. I was staring, looking in the mirror for far too long. And I relied on the sports car to do the work for me. And it was doing a shitty job. So McConaughey immediately went and got his truck back. He traded that 300 ZX red with the T-tops. He traded it back in. And he got his old truck back. He parked back in the first parking lot. Back on the megaphone. Back mud riding. And he was back on the chase. A lady the other day, man, that I was signing up, she picked up her pen as she was signing everything and she looked at me. She said, you want to know why I bought? I said, why'd you buy? She said, because out of all the dealerships that I went to, the young salesperson that I'm buying from today was the only one who was willing to stand in the rain and help me find the right vehicle. The only one. There were places I went to, nobody came outside. Nobody even acknowledged me. And I tried to share my umbrella with him. And he said, no, ma'am, I'm good. And ironically, it's probably no surprise, that salesperson is new. He's on the chase. He has that pickup truck mentality. He's all about the hustle and the effort. How many veteran salespeople, how many veterans of success have that red sports car mentality? And here's the fallacy of success. Because you work hard to get the nice things from the fat paychecks. But as you do, when you got it all and you're no longer chasing, Because you've lost that chase. You lost your hunger. And now you lean and expect the accomplishments to do all the work for you. You got lazy. And you've been staring in the mirror of success for far too long. You lost your momentum because you lost that edge. So you won't do what the rookies do. Oh, that's all beneath you now, right? You refuse to stand in the rain. You refuse to stay another hour. You refuse to give the extra effort because you already have the results. But see, the results that you have are from past effort. And you're going to give all those gains, all of those results back, and then some. Because you have a sports car mentality. And not a blue-collar pickup truck work ethic. Case in point. Because of the gyms, man, the, with the COVID, I was out of a gym. Hurricanes hit. I was back out of a gym. Finally got into a gym. Lost it again. Been shut down. Limited hours. Then they shut down altogether. So I found a hole-in-the-wall gym. Started working out again. 24 hours. Whew, 
Yay. No mask. <laughs> and so I started working out there again. And I was just, as I was thinking about the pickup truck and sports car mentality, I realized, dude, I had a sports car mentality in the gym. I walked in with past results. And so as I was picking up the weights, because I hadn't been in the weight room in a minute, it hurt. It was uncomfortable. I didn't like it. And so I was choosing weight and reps based on past results. Meaning that I was just trying to do just enough. I was doing the reps, but I didn't want it to hurt. I didn't want to strain. I didn't want to give maximum effort. So I did lighter weight. And I wasn't loading the bar. I wasn't getting to the point of exhaustion and saying, I, I can't get this. I was too quick to pull the pin and lighten the load. You can't grow until you fail. And if it don't hurt, it don't count. You got to get your truck back. You got to start parking again in the first parking lot and be back on that megaphone and the one back on the chase. Remember the greatest sale that you'll ever make is to sell you on you because you're more than enough. Stay amazing. Stay in the sales life and stay repping this show.